0: From beach towels to tea towels, and from mugs to water bottles, the TNT shop has it all. Browse our shop now at TNTradio.live. The latest from batshit bonkers Britain, Katie Hopkins on today's News Talk Radio, TNT.
1: And a very warm welcome to The Katie Hopkins Show here at TNT Radio on Funny Funny Friday, the 22nd of December. And it's our last show before Christmas, would you believe? Coming up in the show today, the car conversation we promised yesterday. Old, young and everything in between. They are coming for our cars. We're talking XL bully dogs and the Scottish people taking in the band breed. Not forgetting my top three out of the UK, including furry hedgehogs. Stop. Press. Stand by your beds. I may be in the driving seat, but you are the engine for this show. Here is how you join the conversation. Katie Hopkins
0: wants you to chat to her. Just go to tntradio.live, hit chat, and join your family chatting away. We're on the highway to freedom, where listeners drive the show. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT.
1: Yes, my darlings, we are on the highway to freedom. I can't make my face do that anymore. I don't know what happened. I used to be able to do that really successfully as a kid, but now it doesn't do it. And I obviously have had nothing done to my face, no work done, even though some people suggest I've had my lips done, but I can't do that thing anymore. I don't know if it's after my surgery or what, it's quite disappointing. Anyway, everyone say hello, please on Tribe uh, in my little sticky right hand. It's not sticky, I had a shower, but um, you are in my hand. I hold you in my hand. And uh, you do drive the show and the conversation. So I have a plan of how the show might go. Invariably, that is not how the show goes at all because you guys decide what we're doing and which, which whens and ways we take so please do do that if you're new do say hello so you go to tntradio.live if you hit chat you can join the conversation here uh you don't have to chat away you don't have to agree but it does show you that you're not out there and you're not on your own uh tribe are all here katie 2024 is the year of the truth tellers my friend where we bring down the cabal I am so hopeful. We must do more of this uh, towards the top of the hour, but I am so hopeful for 2024. I was thinking about it this morning when I was getting ready. I was like, do you know what? I just feel, I can feel it. I can feel it. I have I've felt it all year. I felt it probably for the last five years, to be honest. And um, the naughtiness is building. And I, I love it. I love it. We're going to touch on this quite a lot throughout the hour today, which is the naughtiness is building. And particularly when we talk about cars, because yesterday we were talking about this weird thing where all of a sudden people's insurances have doubled and we know that cars is a death by a thousand cuts. I mean, tell me one way that they're making your right to own or drive your vehicle easier. They're not, are they? Harder and harder. Within five years, I've maintained for the last one year, I suppose, uh, we will not have the right to drive a private vehicle here in the UK. So we're going to be talking about that in the show. I want to talk about XL bullies. So the banned breed Here in the UK, in Scotland, there is no ban. So Scottish people are taking in Excel bullies from the UK to try and help English people who are bereft because they're having to give up their family pet because compliance is just too expensive and too horrendous and who wants to own a dog? I suppose that everybody's just going to be policing and reporting all the time um, and much more to come. So we'll start with my top three stories out of the UK and a moment of seriousness um, even from me uh, with the shooting in Prague. So horrible, horrible news. Um, In a moment, I want to play you a clip that to me is, is exactly what we were just talking about in 2024. Why I still have hope, but horrible story if you haven't heard or you're waking up to it or, you know, you're not in maybe you're not in Europe. But so the Czech Republic, the Czech Republic, forgive me, has declared Saturday a national day of mourning after a gunman killed 14 people and injured 25 at a university in Prague, um, the president Pavel expressed his great sadness and helpless anger at the um, totally unnecessary loss of life. So the gunman who has been eliminated Um, had a practice run last week, apparently, where he killed a father and his young child in forests nearby. Um, This is one of the worst mass shootings in recent European history, open fire in classrooms and corridors. There apparently are messages where he says, I hate life so much, I want to cause maximum pain and suffering before I go. Uh, Images of students uh, perched on tiny ledge tops outside of windows, cowering down for fear, Um, 24 years old, no prior criminal record, though found a huge arsenal of weapons and ammunition and uh, quite a great deal of planning that had gone into this. A short time later, the man's father was discovered dead. I mean, I would say, you know, that's probably a blessing for that poor man because you would never want to know that one of your own had done something this horrendous. But what I want to play you here, um, it's not in a language we'll understand, But this clip is really, I just think it's so indicative of the spirit of good people and the reason that I'm certain good people prevail. This is armed uh, police responding. I'm not actually certain they're armed. So this is police responding on scene. The shots that you hear are the active shooter shooting at students. He's uh, on a ledge outside the university building. And in this particular clip, which hasn't been shared very widely at all, He's shooting at students, two police officers crouched in position. You'll hear one of them on the radio and he appears to be shouting, but he's actually trying to shout his radio position into his own radio. So that's the first voice you'll hear is a guy trying to shout. Here's my position. There's an active shooter or the rest of it. Then you hear a second voice. It gives me the chills. It's the second police officer and he is clearly angry. He is clearly not going to tolerate. And and I will say without flinching from the swear words, he shouts up at the gunman who has an automatic weapon in his hands, shoot at us, you little effer. Shoot here, hey, hey, you, shoot, shoot at us. And that second policeman, then you hear them running because he does turn his weapon to them and shoots at the police officers. And as he runs away, he says to his colleague, I just thought it would be better that he was shooting at us to save the rest. So let's play this clip. You may not understand it, but just know that this is the bravery of first responders who go in with all their hearts to save the students. Uh, take a listen to this.
2: this
0: <laughs> Schová vás! Hej ty jsi mrde! Ty jsi mrde, tady jsem, cílej
3: sem! Sem pojď! se, schovej se! Tady jsem, Tady jsem. Hej, tady! Tady! No, baka, šíje sem! Aby necílal
1: to, zcíle, to klíne, kurva, tohle dělá. si dělám! Co asi dělám, ty vole? Tam jsou lidi! Vidíš ho furt? Just, ne! A, a. What an absolute legend you here and go, forgive me for not knowing the language. I apologize, but da, da, you, you mother thingy thingy. Uh, shoot at me here, shoot here, shoot at me. You, you little asshole. But he's, but you know, giving the guy full, full volley of you little shit, you fired us, not at them. So the gunman turns his fire onto the police officer. He's running away and you heard him say that you're good, you're good. He's checking that his colleague hasn't been shot because he basically called the fire incoming on their own position. So on chat here, I'm just saying, I don't know how you can be hopeful for 2024. The world is in such a mess right now. You know, it's moments like that. It's that man going, you little shit, fire at me if you're going to fire anyone, you tiny, tiny, you know, right? So just glorious, double tap the bastard. Yeah, exactly. A couple of taps and he'll be out. But anyway, he's not on the planet anymore. But obviously so much love to people of Prague and uh, just unbelievable, really. But also a moment there of true uh, bravery by that police officer. Just, uh, Just really inspiring stuff. Calls to my very soul. Okay, change to a something different because we are in the run up to Christmas and we don't want to dwell more than we need to, because this is a really important bit of news. And I think this is globally important. You know, this just isn't important here in my little HQ. Before I head back on the road again tomorrow morning for the last show of the year. So if you're coming to the Bournemouth show, I'm just going to tell you, I'm very excited. If you're coming to the Bournemouth show tomorrow night, I have no idea what could happen. I mean, it's the last show of the year. I'm not great at rules at the best of time, but God knows on the last show of the year. If you come to the Bournemouth special and you dress as an inflatable bauble or an inflatable, I mean, I really want someone to come as one of those inflatable snowmen. I don't know if you need to plug yourself in. I can provide an extension cable. Or if you want to come as an inflatable Christmas tree, that'd be perfect. We can get extension cabling up on stage. You're on stage. Basically, if you come as an inflatable anything, apart from obviously an inflatable sex toy, because that, well, I mean, that would work also. You are going to be on stage in Bournemouth because we're a bit short of stage dressing, to be honest. So that would be ideal. But the most important news wasn't about the inflatable requests for Bournemouth tomorrow night for the special. It's that scientists who, you know, we don't have much time for these days here at TNT Radio or certainly not on the Katie Hopkins show. But scientists have discovered five, not one, not two you see where this is going? Not three, not four, but five mm-hmm. new species, get this? We would have a drum roll if I had these kind of sound effects here, of soft-furred hedgehogs. I'm just going to say, if that, if you're going to try and tell me, Katie, there's other things that could have made your top stories out of the UK, Katie, how about doubling of inflation rates? Hey, Katie, how about this, that the other? How about the little boy that was just found? How about, you know, the crisis in Ukraine? How about Israel? How about Hamas? No. Soft, furred hedgehogs. I mean, can you even imagine such a thing? My family love a hedgehog. The mother figure who we all talked about, oh, I need to give you an update on my father. Have we got an update on Dean's mum and her shadow thing? I don't know if we have. Um, But anyway, biological Spot the Difference study received that two of the animals, revealed rather, two of the animals in the museums are a new species to science. So basically, a new species has been discovered. It's a hedgehog, but instead of prickly spikes, it's just got furry fur fur. And what it means is because actually, hedgehogs have really big noses. I totally identify with hedgehogs. But because they have spikes normally and are prickly, you don't even notice that they've got really big noses. I'm just saying. But when they have soft furry furry fur, you really notice their noses. Here, hedgehogs make us smile. So that's what's important, I reckon. Here we go, someone else. The pooch is fascinated by hedgehogs when she finds them on the lawn. My lions too, and they can't eat them. So it's win-win, right? One's interested and one's fascinated. The mother figure, who we know a little bit about from her adventures with father in his cancer on his head the other day, um, the mother figure loves hedgehogs to the extent that she puts out endless supplies of food. She has pet hedgehogs in her garden and she feeds them on the regular. And then she goes out about 15 times a night to check that they're eating enough or whether she needs to replenish their food. So we are a big hedgehog loving family. So two important things. One, new species found contains food. Contains fur, contains nuts. (laughs) May contains nuts. (laughs) So some furry hedgehogs have been found, amazing. Second thing is that spikes on a hedgehog makes its nose look smaller. Just saying, I'm not saying that I've already been Googling spiky shawls, because listen, if it works for a hedgehog, it can work for me. All I need is a few spikes around my neck and my nose will look smaller. I probably also look like some sort of sexual dominatrix, which might not be the best thing. Um, On the subject of sex, did you like this segue? I know, skills. Sex in the Senate, top three story. US Senator, you're going to love this on Tribe. Ben Cardin, which I can't help feeling, is every time I see it, I read Cardinal. And of course, if there ever is going to be a sex scandal, why not it be in the church, right? But no, Ben Cardin said he is Angry and disappointed, oh, angry and disappointed all at the same time. I wonder what face you pull for angry and disappointed. No, angry, Uh, disappointed, Uh. don't know. Anyway, I don't know what face he's pulled, but a staffer who allegedly recorded himself having sex in a Capitol Hill, uh, Hill hearing room, and I know this hearing room in person, And it wasn't me in there having sex, but it was, it's heart two one six. And I have been in. Heart 216. So that hearing room has hosted Senate Judiciary Committee hearings. It's super formal. Like they, you know, they have their paperwork all over the desk. It's formal, formal, formal. It's where the Supreme Court nomination hearings, like the most senior hearings happen. The 9-11 Commission happened in Heart 216. I visited it personally. Two staffers caught filming themselves having sex in Heart 216. Shouldn't laugh, but two funny things. Number one, the guy, so the senator who's in charge of the staff has said it's a tragic situation and it's presented a lot of anger and frustration. Is that what was presented? I mean, I think it was too bareback males uh, having a lot of fun is what I would have said was seen. But, you know, what can I say? And the office released a statement saying that one of its staffers was no longer employed by the U.S. Senate and gave the name of the staff. But so, i.e., someone's been fired and here's the name of the dude that's been fired just after someone's been caught having sex in the Senate room. Now, the dude came out, Aiden Mace Zepresky, I don't want to say he's Ukrainian, but we can speculate, no longer employed. But he put a a statement out. So he's allegedly just been caught banging bareback in Senate room uh, H216. He said, this has been a very difficult time for me, as I have been attacked for who I love to pursue a political agenda. I don't know if he's from Texas, but it's kind of fun, right? While some of my actions in the past have shown poor judgment. I love my job and would never disrespect my workplace. (laughs) Uh, you are banging a fellow staffer in Heart 216 over the veneer? Any attempts to characterize my actions otherwise are fabricated. (laughs) So, you know, sex in the Senate. Furry hedgehogs. That's the start of the show. Our last show before Christmas. You know what we're going to do? I'm going to do it nearly on time, just because my favorite studio operator's in today, so I'm being superbly well behaved. Not that you should have favorites, but we all do. We just hide them. Um, So we're going to have a short commercial break. God only knows what it's going to be. God, I pray it will be interesting. Uh, Go nowhere or I will hunt you down and break your legs. My name is Katie Hopkins and this is TNT Radio.
3: TNT Radio's Timothy Shea. The double standard is out there. It's so obvious. It's so frustrating. Eric Holder gets held in contempt of Congress for defying a congressional subpoena. Nothing happens. Obama's DOJ didn't pursue it. Steve Bannon and Peter Navarro defy a congressional subpoena. Joe Biden's DOJ criminally prosecutes them, criminally prosecutes them for defying a congressional subpoena. And now we've got congressional subpoenas of Hunter Biden and James Biden, the resident's brother. And guess what? Nothing's going to be done by Merrick Garland, Barack Obama, Joe Biden's DOJ. That's right. I said Barack Obama. Obama's the shadow president. He's not the one pulling the strings. He wasn't pulling the strings in his own administration. You know, Valerie Jarrett was his minder. Where is the Iranian-born Valerie Jarrett these days? Haven't seen or heard much of her. It's because the Democrats are smart.
0: Timothy Shea on today's News Talk, TNT Radio.
3: to have a crime, what we need is a person to look at, and then we go find out what crime you did. FBI! What? Our focus
0: is shifting. Our main priority as a bureau is gonna be domestic terrorism.
3: It really paints anybody who's right of center. If you're a pro-life, pro-family Catholic, they define you as radical.
0: These are anti-government. We have freedom of religion and freedom of speech. Violent extremists, and they must be dealt with. We can do anything we want. You're listening to Katie Hopkins on today's News Talk Radio, TNT.
1: Yes, you certainly are, my darlings, And you're chitty-chatting away like, like good ones here on Tribe. If you want to to join the conversation other than the conversation you're listening to with me. You can just go uh, to tntradio.live and join the chat and you'll see everybody there. A hedgehog is a petite animal with many positive attributes and lessons for supporting your spiritual quest. The critter has intense symbolic peace and pure happiness. The hedgehog could well be described as the most carefree mammal in the world. Unless it feels threatened. Oh, quite like that. Maybe that's why the hedgehog calls to me. Um, Somebody else making some comments about the size of the spikes that would be needed around my face to make my nose look smaller. How rude. Um, Some would say you're prickly enough, Katie. Also very true. Um, (laughs) uh, Furry hedgehogs are fun pillows. I think we all know a different meaning of fun pillows, don't we? (laughs) and someone else asking about Bournemouth tickets. Do you know my view on this? Um, It was sold out ages ago, but it's going to be the 23rd. Some people surely are going to go to the pub, have 85 too many and not make it to the show, right? So I'm just like, Lovely Mark kills me when I do this because I'm not being helpful. But I say email Lovely Mark. If you want to come to Bournemouth, you know why isn't there a standby list for the drunkards who don't show up? That's what I say. So email him. I'll deal with him when he comes back from dog walking and tell him what I've done. And then he'll look at me with that face that says, can you just keep your mouth shut for once? But anyway, landlord at katiesarms.com. So landlord at katiesarms, as in uh, uh, dot com. If you're not watching in vision, then uh, uh, means nothing to you, but I just tapped my enormous biceps where it's ready to crush a man's head at any moment. Email him and say, standby list question mark don't dob me in though like don't be like katie advertised a standby list him and say standby list question mark don't dob me in though like don't be like katie advertised a standby list live on air just say oh i wondered if i could join a standby list for tonight i can always stand do you know what i mean like softly softly between us we'll try and make this work because you know, I'm all about pile everyone in. I know fire hazards. I know health and safety. I know. But you know what? Screw the rules, right? I did. And Lovely Mark helped me. You see, that's what I'm saying. So basically how it works is I have to take a bit of grief from Lovely Mark because he says I'm disruptive and not helping him. But then really he can't help himself but help because that's why he's called Lovely Mark. So plead to his, you know, plea to his Christmas spirit. And let's just get you in anyway, because it's going to be super fun. Also, if you are coming, please can you dress as an inflatable Santa? And there is a prize for the best Christmas dress. haven't worked out what the prize is yet. I have to go to the farm shop later and find something. It might be a steak. Now, I wanted us to talk about what we said we were going to talk about yesterday. I know, right? It's unheard of in the history of me. I never do what I'm saying I'm going to do, because we always have so many things to talk about. Cars. So, get on your chichi chichi chat chat and tell me. So, someone yesterday told me that their elderly relative, I want to say maybe a parent, their car insurance, they were basically told, no, we're not, we're not insuring you anymore. Just flat no. So, you know, no claims, never crashed their car, nothing, but just age 70. And they said, no, we're not. And this conversation came out of, um, my speakeasy in Wokingham where this glorious young girl put her hand up and she was there with her glorious young friend and they were both fabulous and I loved them deeply and she said that her little brother aged 20 just passed his test uh, earned money to buy his first car uh, bought it all himself applied to get insurance because he's trying to do the right thing four thousand five hundred pounds for a year's insurance age 20 on a small and reasonable and safe car and then the more I looked into it and the more we got talking about this yesterday everybody had some stories about how it was getting you know more expensive or more difficult and you know I've believed for a long time now but I put five years on it about a year ago we won't have the right to own a car in the UK soon so what I'm um, looking for on Tribe is your examples. Maybe you know someone who got refused insurance or couldn't get it. Maybe your own policy has gone up. Um, I'm just looking at the average rise in policy rates. I had this written down. So um, here we go. Fifty. I want to say 52.9. I can't find the figure for one moment. Um, Here we go. Insurance premiums for electric vehicles. Now, clearly, I don't care a single monkey's armpit about electric vehicles, because I think if you buy an EV car, you were a plonker in the first place. So expect to see more bad things happen. But the premiums for EVs have risen by 72%. And I have a whole article here from The Guardian, uh, which is essentially the right on brigade crying into their electric chargers because they can no longer afford to insure the electric vehicle. They pro- they were promised was like the panacea to, to solving climate change, was that they would own an electric vehicle. Now they can't afford to insure it because it's gone up. Uh, so figures quoted 5,000, £5, pounds for a year's insurance for an electric vehicle. Now I found the figure. Um, Office for National Statistics, imagine working for them. Oh, God, I'd rather have a pint with a Canadian. The ONS revealed that the price of the car insurance for many Britons is one of their biggest household bills, up 52.9% across the board in the last 12 months. I mean, seriously people, what the hell are people supposed to do? Um, and what are young people supposed to do? And this really is a conversation in my heart about freedom. I don't care about electric vehicles and the fact that they're uninsurable because you're the doofus that bought it. I really, really care that 17 year olds are so disincentivized to drive. You just wouldn't bother. Um, I'm trying to read your com- uh, comments at the same time. 300 pound insurance for my van 10 years ago, 800 quid this year for the same van. Like, I mean, you know, and then there's a weird thing that happens. You go 800 quid, consider yourself lucky. But of course that isn't correct, is it? That isn't, that's not uh, the way you should think. It's not like that 800 quid for an old van. I mean, for Lord's sake, it is all a con. My daughter's, my, my daughter is 22 and cannot get insurance. And the thing that troubles me as well, given that we know what we know, and we know that they're coming for cars, and we know that you're not supposed to own a car, and we know that the way that they stop people doing something in middle life is you stop people doing it when they're young. So you can dissuade, so we know all the tactics that have been used, right? It's really, really hard for a young person, 17, to get driving lessons. If you can get a driving instructor, it's so, I mean, it's prohibitively expensive to get a driving lesson. And then if you can get driving lessons, they then made it impossible to get a driving test due to lockdown, due to whatever. It's still really hard to get a test. Back in the day, you could get a test in a week, right? I mean, I barely just, honestly, for my driving test, the examiner was lovely. I went down my local country road one way Park back up in the lot, and he said I'd passed. I didn't really even drive, honestly, to do my driving test. I just had to poodle down a country lane and back. (laughs) You know, them were the days. Uh, Made it so hard to get your test. And then, of course, if you can get a vehicle, then they made it now so you can't insure it. I mean, can I just ask, you know, when we do still need an ambulance driver, for example, or maybe a human capable of driving something where, where would they like these drivers to come from? Just going to pluck them out of their ass are they um it's all a lot it's all closing in on everybody and I think we all feel the same way about that. What I want to play you now and we will we will bump we will sort of jump into it part way through is so it's not just in the UK that this is happening this is a global thing. And in America, insurance premiums have skyrocketed as well. So this is an American clip. And this is the madness, right? So this is in like a, what? this is in normies, you know, normies, like people out there who believe that the world is like exactly as they think it is, that they think that police are there to impose law and order, that they think the law is on your side. They still believe in things like democracy. They believed in lockdown. And they think the medical profession and pharmaceuticals are there to help you like stuff normies believe so this news article is embedded in like that land this weird other place where people still like to think the world is exactly as it is and you this is them trying to explain why insurance has gone up at a rate that it makes it unaffordable for people to drive and they're trying to explain it away and rationalize it as if this is the truth okay take a listen to this
3: Right now, you've probably been, probably been seeing a huge jump in your insurance rates. And get this, it is possible that they could climb even higher. 12 News journalist Jade Cunningham went to talk to the experts to learn what's causing that spike and how you can save some money.
4: You're not imagining it. Auto insurance rates are in overdrive. I think auto insurance rates have reacted to inflation. The average annual rate increase in the U.S. is 8.4 percent, up more than 7 percent from last year. Janet Ruiz with the Insurance Information Institute says inflation isn't the only reason why prices are sky high. Things like an increase in accidents, auto parts shortages and auto thefts are also speeding up costs. So all these things are putting pressure on the auto insurance uh, companies And you know, they have to raise rates. You know, basically, we take in the premiums, um, and so that we have enough money to pay out the claims. In Arizona, the average yearly premium is about $1,600, lower than the $2,000 national average. But in larger cities, it's much higher, like in Phoenix, where it's $2,019 per year. Better driving behavior can save you quite a bit of money. Younger drivers can use uh, telematics devices, and sometimes it's a mobile app or it's a device you plug into your car. Ruiz says there are things you can do to take control of things, an easy one talking to your provider. Find out what kind of discounts your insurance company offers. Um, If you're not happy with your company, you can always shop and compare. Rates aren't expected to reverse anytime soon, which is why experts say it's best to kick things into gear now so maybe you don't pay as much later. Jay Cunningham, 12 News. So that's
1: so weird. You know, that's like, for me, that's like looking in on someone talking absolute crap. And yet in the normies world, they can get away with that because people are like, oh, right. Yeah. So she's saying you can get a lower insurance premium with better driving behavior. Well, no, because people's premiums have doubled, even though they have no claims for young people, you can get telematics. Okay. But with telematics here, my daughter's premium was still £4,000. And if you don't know what telematics are, this is my other big issue. It's basically an ankle tag that you put on prisoners. That is essentially what we now put on our young people when they want to drive. Your car effectively comes with an ankle tag now they call it a black box or they call it telematics but that's a euphemism for an ankle tag where they track your moves track the time that you go out track the time you come back in track your how many miles you go from home and in order to get a a cheaper insurance premium with these telematics Often young kids, are, uh, you're not allowed to drive after, say, 5 p.m. You're not allowed to give anyone else a ride. You're not allowed to be more than 20 miles from home. You have to drive under the speed limits. You can't brake sharply. Like my daughter said to me the other day, oh, I'm on 90% mum with my stupid black box. Uh, the only thing I'm not doing right is I'm braking too hard on corners. I mean, Christ, what happened to, you know, Going on round corners on two wheels, just about saving the car. I mean, that's how I used to get round corners. I remember one particular drive where I was certain that I wasn't getting back. And yeah, somehow I still did. Telematics. You can try talking to your provider. Oh yeah, in what? Oh yeah, on what planet? On what planet can you call your provider and speak to an actual person that gives an actual shit? I mean, what planet is this been on? You can never call your provider. And if you do call your provider, you'll get 185 different choices you're supposed to make on your own keypad before being put through to a dullard that says you've been put through to the wrong call center and I need to transfer you. And then after four hours of waiting, you either get to speak to a person in India, no disrespect, because they're all graduates and that's marvelous, or the phone goes dead. You can talk to your provider my ass and then you can shop around and compare oh yeah yeah i can compare i compared for my daughter it was all four thousand quid so this is ju- it's just sheer nonsense that's being spouted the market is clearly being restricted Providers want to maintain profit levels or increase them as so shedding any awkward or difficult bits and are clearly being encouraged to do so by some sort of government constraints on the marketplace. And there's no new entrant to provide for the elderly or the very young. Plus, we're being burdened with the nonsense of electric vehicles. Here we go. The Tesla quotes. I love this so much. The best. So this is a this is a write on a guy called Hugo who bought an electric car. Yeah. (laughs) He bought Tesla. (laughs) He says, uh, I spent weeks on every comparison site quotes were 5,000 pounds or more. (laughs) Another guy, he bought a smart EQ four, four. Well, you know, you're a bit of an ass for doing that. Aren't you? He had insurance from John Lewis finance. Oh, how very middle class. But in mid-August at the renewal date, he was advised that John Lewis would not offer a renewal because it was not insuring electric cars. (laughs) And I don't care about them. I do care about our young and I do care about our freedom. I do care about the fact that we're fitting blooming ankle tags to young people effectively when they're trying to drive their car. Um, Spying on us again. Why should they have to plug in a device so they can have their every move monitored? Spying on us, again, the Mickey Mouse world of car insurance. And of course, it's not car insurance anymore, is it? No one gets it with any thought of, oh, I'll claim on that if something goes wrong. You're just getting it so that you can tick a box of compliance. And my big question here um, that I was thinking about before we came on air was, how much longer do we keep complying? Um, We have this conversation on the daily basis, don't we, about a number of things. But if you're fined for using your car, you're taxed for using your car, you're taxed on the petrol you put in your car, you're fined if you don't tax it, you're fined if you don't insure it, you're penalised if you drive over The speeding limit. The speeding limits change on a daily basis from 40 to 20 to 20 to 30 to 30 to 20. And if you're going 24 miles an hour over the limit, you know, you will get penalized. So the question is why, isn't it? This goes back to our Excel bully debate that we're hoping to come to in the next section of the show. But why comply? Why register? I'm not advising anyone to necessarily fess up on chat that you drive an unregistered vehicle, but why would I register a vehicle? Why would I put number plates on it anymore? Why would I buy insurance? Why, what's the point of complying? Why not not comply, save my money, pay the fine? Or if something terrible happens and I hit another driver, just sort that out with them like we would do anyway because no one wants to affect their no claims bonus. I mean, these are highly illegal suggestions. Well, I'm not making suggestions. These are highly illegal questions to be asking. But how much more can people be pushed before non compliance is a rational decision? And that's something we learned during the time of lockdown, isn't it? You can't rationalize the irrational. And once you're surrounded by irrational, perhaps the most rational thing you can do is non-compliance. Okay, let me know your thoughts on Tribe, on chat, wherever you like. Thank you for being with us here at tntradio.live. Last show before a short Christmas break, would you even believe. When we come back, I briefly want to talk on XL bullies uh, moving to Scotland because we're banning them in the UK or they are banned Scotland doesn't have a ban, so many d- good people in Scotland are taking in other people's XL bullies from around the UK. I'm just going to say, if I was an XL bully, which I sort of am, aren't I? You know, in the world, I am sort of an XL bully. If I, one day I was in England, the next day I woke up in Scotland, you know what I mean? Then I'd be like, well, now I'm freezing my nuts off, and all these people talk funny. Has anyone thought about what this means for the dogs? So we're going to talk about that when we come back. Uh, Go nowhere. We're going to a short commercial break. It might be the only weather you've got. My name is Katie Hopkins and this is TNT Radio.
3: Give me a minute with TNT Radio's Steve Malzberg. Did you happen to catch GOP presidential candidate Nikki Haley as she gave it to ABC's Jonathan Carl over the media's obsession? with Donald Trump.
2: I mean, you're one of those too. Y'all want me to either love him or hate him all the no, I'm time. I'm just asking
3: you to respond to a New Hampshire voter.
2: I mean, so I did, and yeah. I responded to him in every way. And what I said to them was, anti-Trumpers want me to hate him? pro-Trumpers want me to love him, but this is where I stand. There are things I agree with the president on. I had a good working relationship with him. There are things I don't agree.
3: But Carl, he was just getting started. I mean, he's running on retribution. He wants to go out and he talks about annihilating his enemies and using the criminal justice system to do so. What, what, do, you, what do you
4: think of that?
2: You guys are exhausting. You're exhausting in your obsession with him. The thing is, The normal people aren't obsessed with Trump like you guys are. The normal people care about the fact that they can't afford things. They feel like their freedoms are being taken away. They think government's too big. I know y'all wanna talk about every single word he says and every single tweet he does.
3: And Haley had some advice for Carl and his colleagues.
2: And if you wanna talk about Trump, if you really wanna talk about Trump, Why don't you go ask him if he's going to get on a debate stage in Iowa, where Iowa's voting? Why don't you go ask him if he's going to get on a debate stage in New Hampshire, where Granite Staters are voting? That's what you should be asking as the media, not asking about what he happened to say today.
5: Bravo,
3: Governor. Thanks for giving me a minute. I'm Steve Malzberg. Catch my show Monday through Friday, 9 p.m. Eastern, right here on TNT. Life doesn't always give you time to change the outcome. Prediabetes does one in three adults has pre-diabetes but with early diagnosis pre-diabetes can be reversed and you can change the outcome take the one minute pre-diabetes risk test today go to do I have Wow. Katie Hopkins yeah.
0: on today's News Talk Radio. Wow. Katie Hopkins. Wow. Wow, that's amazing. TNT.
1: Yeah, that's my uh, that's my soft porn sting. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, yes, as I said the other day, reading from chat, as soon as you register anything, you hand over ownership. Same with our birth certificates. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, because you will have your car impounded if pulled. So this is me asking, why comply? Why get insurance? Why get tax? Why Why are we just questions? And someone's saying, yeah, because Katie, if they do nab you, they'll nab you properly and they'll nab your car. Mm, I hear you. We'll start seeing vehicles like Mad Max. Yeah, well, I think that's the thing, isn't it? This whole classic car thing. My uh, lovely Mark's looking into what classic cars in what division kind of evade any of these new modern regs. So, um, yeah, we're trying to work on that. Speaking from experience, I passed my, ah, test aged 18 in 1976. Good times to be alive. Good times. Uh, you You can't comply your way out of tyranny. Ooh, I like that. I like that. I told my babs last night. This is so cute. Ah, military through and through about my idea of having people park up and stay a few days to charge the vans and shower and she said it's a great idea so the tribe should try and come up with something together yeah so we're going to work on that in the new year when we come back we're going to have plans and thoughts and, and ways of how we could if we all moved into van life how we make our way together And um, I've been very lucky in 2023 to spend a lot of time with and amongst these communities who have found ways, who have built barns together. So they have a social hub and a a place to do their eating and their changing and washing and things, but then live uh, free in vans, but have a central communal uh, area that they all pay towards, work towards, work the kitchens, work the engineering, work the power, work the water, work the pub. Uh, And I honestly think it couldn't be a more glorious thing. So more of that absolutely for 2024. Um, uh, And Devon, oh yes, this is the tree felling story. And uh, this is a commonality. So up and down the country, you'll see here stories of trees being felled, huge numbers of them all at once, usually overnight without notice or warning. So Collaton, Raleigh, these huge old beech trees, this, the trunks on these things are just vast, all felled overnight. And do you remember Plymouth? Plymouth, they butchered the whole of that central area. Plymouth is brutal at the best of times, honestly. They butchered the whole high street area of all of its trees just chop them all down at the base i believe it's to do with uh, tracking smart technology um spy cameras that are surveillance you can't have trees if you're going to surveil and uh digital signals when we tried to put elon musk's starlink into this house it was thwarted by one of the trees in our garden So trees are an inhibitor to surveillance. And if you look up and down, many people here, I'm sure, on Tribe, will have stories of towns and cities where overnight vast numbers of trees are felled. I'm pretty certain it's to do with surveillance. Torbay Palms in the Italian Garden, yeah, they were wiped out, weren't they? And those were glorious. They're from faulty towers, weren't they? And of course, no one in the media being honest about what's actually going on. But the surveillance need means that these trees have to go. How that happens in Collaton Rally, I have no idea. I want to turn our attention, if I may, to XL Bullies and the lovely work of this lady. I don't know where you guys stand on XL Bullies. And I know that I used to be like, why do people own these dogs that just chomp at people? But I've changed my tune. Because I certainly see if you ban one breed, what comes next? You ban the rest. So there's a lady, Kellyanne Shaw, from All Bully Charity Rescue in Glasgow. And that's spelt B-U-L-L-I-E. So All Bully Charity Rescue in Glasgow, Kellyanne Shaw. And she stepped in after many animal shelters in Scotland closed their doors to XL Bullies. She says we're absolutely inundated. I can't respond to everybody. There's just too many messages. Everybody is trying to dump their dogs at the moment. Oh, there are a lot of people saying that their housing, their council, their landlord have told them categorically they need to rehome their dog or they will lose their tenancy. Oh. It's a family member. How do you choose between your dog or your tenancy? Um, Buddy's new home. Oh, so they found a new home for one of these XL bullies. I'm in a position to take a rescue, and I've rescued this little one. It's a Christmas present to myself and a present to him, and it's the present of life. Oh, Uh, The opportunity for the likes of Dog Aid Scotland to promote the importance of responsible animal ownership. This is, you know, I I can understand how maybe there needs to be something put in if there's a lot of this kind of dangerous dog stuff. But I just don't think banning, you can't just ban something without handling the consequences or the you, you can phase out. But how do you just decide one day, right, no more? And let's bear in mind, at the start of the COVID lockdown here in the UK, a cull of cats was debated amongst the those who rule over us. Imagine that. They'd come out into the UK and said, right, we're culling all your cats. Oh, I'm not a cat person, but you know, imagine the outrage. Then people would care, wouldn't they? I want to play you this. I'm terrifically excited by this. This gentleman, whom I, I think I quite love, actually, and let me tell you his name. as S-E-E-C-K-A-H, S-E-E-K-A-H, C-K-A-H, L-Y-T-E-E-S, so Cicholites, Cicholites. I actually think this is glorious. Um, I'm going to try and put his name onto uh, the Chitty Chitty Chit Chat, actually, but I love this with all my heart. I even love him, I think. So without further ado, take a listen to this.
5: Hey boy I know you don't understand me But your life's about to change And people won't say hello no more Or even look at you the same I mean how can I explain That nobody wants to show him love And then he looks at me With sadness in his eyes Like dad what have I done I mean I'm so sorry boy But we can't play fetch in the park Or go swim around the lake Or even hack on your favourite branch It really breaks our heart But there ain't much more That we can do They're trying to make out Like you're monsters But what they say isn't true Cause you're the sweetest dogs In the world So caring and so loving Now they want to tarnish your breeding call you evil and disgusting All because some guys they wanted to use you as a weapon Not the fact that you bring joy to our lives And every day you're a blessing I mean these bullies need a break Cause no two dogs are the same You miss hanging out the windows While we're driving around the ways I'm a ride or die for you boy And I promise it's alright Cause for your whole life We'll be right here by your side But see our dog is our best friend man Yeah and we want him around us all of the time Yeah Hey Reeks so I'll be your best friend boy If you promise that you'll be mine
1: Ah, so I put this gentleman's name on the ch- 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 chat chat, um, Seeker Lighties. And actually I have been on I've looked him up this morning and there's another, um, would you say song or would you say track? I don't know the answer. Oh, I'm too old to know. Someone will tell me. I'm going to say um, song. <laughs> it's such a great song. If you look him up about him being in the pub with his mates and he knows he's supposed to go home, and he knows he's gonna get hassle when he gets home because he's late back again, and he knows he can't miss another day at work because he can't pay his rent, but he can't help but wanting to just hang out with his mates in the pub because he's having a lovely time, and it's an escape from all the troubles of his world. And I just, I don't know. I find it brilliantly clever to be able to perform something in this way, to write something in this way. I am now a Seeker, I'm a Seeker Lighty fan. It breaks my heart, Katie. What the government are doing? Yeah, and you know mine too. um, Many days, I think it's why often I can be brought to tears easily. Is you know that feeling of like you try and take on other people's pain, or you can feel it, right? And there's so much out there, and that's why that I have this almost chronic obsession with finding the positive, or finding the optimistic, or finding moments of light, because. It's so easy always to tell us the darkness. Um, You are a cat person in our household anyway. Oh, of course, because I have a kitten in my name. Katie has her name called every two seconds, the sassy little bugger. And That's me, my kitten form at TNT Radio. I need to change my moniker here, don't I, to your cat. She's twice the size, yeah, of Tiger Lily. So my sister kitten that I got born with, Tiger Lily. Tiger Litty. Tiger Lily, don't forget me when you're flying over the Serengeti. That's the lyric that I love, isn't it? Uh, Tiger Lily. So I was born at the same time as Tiger Lily, which is my sister kitten. And it turns out I'm a little shit. I'm very difficult to be told what to do. I'm always doing something naughty. And I have already eaten my way to being twice the size of Tiger Lily, who's clearly petrified of me. Kitty Hopkins, I'm telling you, that's, a, that's that, this cat is me. I am that cat. We are the same um darling do you know what's going to happen now don't you we've got two minutes until the top of the hour oh no oh no and this is our last show together oh and I love being with tribe and I will miss you all very dearly um and I will miss our conversations and our chitty chat everybody on here wishing uh, everyone a very Merry Christmas you know and uh and this is actually my favorite bit of Christmas too I don't like it when it's Christmas day because it means the build-up to Christmas day is over. Whereas I love this bit because like the guy that just came to our door to pick up parcels, he was just like, Merry Christmas. And I love it, right? Cause you just go around going, Merry Christmas. And that's my favorite kind of thing. Uh, so to everybody on Tribe, I want to say this uh, very personally, thank you. Uh, thank you for being part of this glorious conversation. Thank you for hanging on in there while I wasn't around for a little bit in America. Yeah, uh, I believe TNT comes back on the 28th. That would be Australian. So I think therefore my first show is the 29th. Uh, great show, Katie. Thank you for the past year. You've brightened up each morning for me so much. My husband feels exactly the same way when he wakes up next to this haggard old-faced harridan. <laughs> he doesn't. I look forward to seeing you if you're coming to Bournemouth. Do harass lovely Mark and see if you can come because you know what people, it's Christmas. And that's what I'm going to say to him when he comes back and I've explained what I've just said. I'm just going to go, it's Christmas, Merry Christmas. Um, And I will say to you as well, you know, my advice always is to stay away from uh, the darkness, stay away from anything Um, that makes you feel down, you know, just stay amongst the lights, stay amongst the twinkly things. Plant your face uh, into your Christmas tree if you need to. Light candles. It's what I do when I'm pissed off. I just light more candles. And remember, my friends, do not go gentle into that good night old age should burn and rave at the close of day rage rage against the dying of the light so from me here at tnt i wish you the merriest of christmas i'll see you in just a couple of days my name is katie hopkins and this my darlings is tnt radio